Mm, 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 mm. I don't know about y'all, but I'm super excited. I don't have no other music. I really believe that I sold, when I sold my other phone a couple months ago, I probably should have kept it because then I would be able to play music and different things, but all is well. I'm going to go ahead and figure that out. So um, I am able to just, you know, be in the moment. Like right now, I feel like it's just a time of celebration. I've been saying that for a while. Our last podcast episode was called, um, it's time to celebrate. And I'm still in that, I'm still in that vibe. I'm still in that zone. So I pray that you guys join me. If you guys have some music that y'all like to, you know, just kick it to, I know we are believers and we want to make sure that all things we're doing are holy so that we're not doing anything that is sin. So we want to guard our ear gates, but come on, God, guys, it, God is not corny. You know, God is not wanting us to be you know um just just you know just all just like shrewd and you know and, and and boring right god wants us to enjoy he wants us to laugh he wants us to have fun enjoy heaven on earth enjoy the life and life more abundantly as christ died for us to have it so um you know we are it's it's okay if you want to listen to music but make sure it's clean right make sure it's clean make sure it's clean make sure it's not going to grieve the holy spirit amen but come on guys you know it's a season of celebration the bible tells us rejoice with those who rejoice and so this is a time of rejoicing amen and so we need to make sure that we don't miss it we don't miss the move of god because everlasting joy is our portion so I just want to welcome everyone who's going to come into the room, into the live. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to give it a few moments just to see if anyone comes on and then we're going to get into it. But I'm just excited today um, and just in expectation for God to do great and mighty things as always because we serve a great and mighty God. And so I'm just in expectation because there's something about understanding how God moves and his nature and his character, right? And knowing him by the word, knowing him by that intimate time that you spend with him. But there is something about when you are in the timing of God and you understand that the things that you have been praying for, the things you've been believing for, the things you've been warned for, that there comes a time in in our calendar. There's a time in our life where it's just the timing of God. It's not about anything extra that we're doing. Yes, we should be obedient. Amen. Yes, we should do whatever the Holy Spirit leads us to do. But even if we just was in right standing, come on, somebody, even if your righteousness is just speaking for you, there are things God is going to do just because in his heart purpose him to do it, just because he desires to just show himself strong and mighty, just because he desires to glorify himself. And so I'm excited because we are in that moment. We are under a Kairos moment. We are under a the timing of God where he is coming to visit us and he will bring his uh rewards in hand hello someone is can you hear me it says that you joined in on the live Miriam okay all right so it, it actually is showing that you are like a part of the live because i can see your picture and i can see you and i can see the mic is on uh and so i don't know if you are meaning to get on the live but um i appreciate you being here we're just getting started 
Okay. Oh, it says that you are. That is so funny, Miriam. But I just welcome you. If this is your first time, welcome you. Um, this is a space where um, it's a community where we just are, we are allowing God to transform us and mold us and shape us into the women of God that he called us to be. We're redefining our worth. We are seeing God um, mature us and take us and elevate us from faith to faith to glory to glory. We're seeing um, each other be healed, be set free, be made whole. And we're one to uh, walk out that God ordained purpose that he has given for uh, given to us. And and one of those things is for us to reign and rule and to enjoy heaven on earth, the joy to enjoy the fullness of God and to enjoy the abundant life that Christ came to um, that he died for us to have. So I'm so glad that you're here um, on today's episode. And um, I just hope that you um, enjoy the podcast today. And so. Um, as I was saying, this is a season where we're, this is a moment in time where we're in a harvest season. And so if anything know about the harvest, then you know that when it comes time for harvest, that's a time of celebration because all of your work, all of your toiling, right? All of your nurturing, all of your tending, everything that you've done in the season from the time you put that seed in the ground until harvest time, all of the work that you put in, now you're really going to see the fruit of that. But you're, you're going to see when that, that harvest not only has it grown, but it's now ripe and it's ripe for the taking it's ripe for the picking and so when we are in this harvest season because israel have two harvest seasons they have one in spring they have a spring harvest they have a fall harvest and we're in a harvest time so anybody who has seed in the ground what is our seed our seed is sometimes it's just our faith it's our prayers amen sometimes you know you physically sold into something you know financially whatever it may be right um sometimes it's your seed of obedience sometimes it's just your seed of faith you just believe god like abraham or like abram and it's credited to you as righteousness so when you have seed in the ground seed you understand then then that then the seasons and understanding how to discern the seasons is more important to you because because you know when there's a particular season that you, as long as you've done everything you're supposed to do, there'll be a harvest. Amen. And so this is that time for many of us to reap the harvest because we sow much seed. We sow seeds of tears. Come on now. God says he keeps our tears in a bowl and that our tears were eventually that our, our, our morning will turn into dancing. That weeping endures for the night, yet joy comes in the morning. So yes, there may be in a season where you feel like you've done a lot of weeping. You, you, you were in a lot of sorrow maybe you were doing a lot of mourning and see you were crying out but see god know every tear that you cried he has kept it and he put it in and he keep it in a bowl for him to remember it and see even your tears are seeds so now there's a season where your tears will turn the weeping will and the weeping will be over and joy will come in the morning so sometimes the, the harvest is joy. Come on, somebody. And see, when you ain't had joy in a while, that's when joy is valuable to you. See, when you ain't had peace in a while, that's when peace is valuable to you. And so we want to get out of the mindset of thinking anytime someone mentions harvest or or blessings or promises or, you know, um, you know, that God is, you know, opening doors or doing something that is always attached to something monetary. It can be. It can, it don't always have to be, though. It don't have to be something physical. I know a lot of us probably are waiting for physical manifestations of something, but there are some of us who need something like peace. Come on. There are some of us who need healing. We need to be our have healing in our body, or maybe we just need to have healing in our soul. Come on. 
Some of us are in are in need of peace. You've been in a place where things felt like it's so chaotic and you couldn't have no, you didn't rest. You didn't have no peace. And now this is your time and your season where God is saying he's going to give you peace. And so we don't want to um, despise small beginnings and we don't want to overlook the things that God is doing for us right now. Even while we're still waiting for him to manifest some of these other physical things because the manifestation is happening already. I don't know if you can sense it, but it's happening already. And without further ado, I thank you guys for coming and tuning in to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. I am your host, Janelle Renee, and this is where we are redefining a woman's worth. Amen. So we just, I just want to thank everyone for listening to the replay. All our new listeners, welcome, welcome. I thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I pray that it blesses you. I pray that it equips and encourages you. I pray that it activates your faith. I pray that it confirms something for you. And I also thank all of my loyal listeners. Hey, girl, hey. Thank you for rocking and rolling with the podcast from day one. My A1s from day one, I give it up to you guys. But all of you guys are important. All of you guys uh, make um, a difference for the podcast, whether you're it's your first time, or it's your hundredth time. It does not matter. Um, you're very um, important to me. And I thank you guys so much for all of the, the support. Continue to support the podcast. You can do that by um, sharing, share, 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 share with your community, share on your social media platforms, share so that other people can be blessed. Other people can get maybe the word that they need. They can maybe get, you know, that, that confirmation that they're looking for. And, or maybe they are able just to be blessed by the um by the content or the word of the lord and also you can like if you're listening on a platform where you can like it you can like and then also you can comment here on Podbean. you can comment as as well as on spotify you can leave a comment and so i just appreciate all of the support i appreciate every person who shares who um downloads who streams um it just really is a blessing to me and so i just thank you guys so much and so um we're gonna get into it today's episode is is it real and to be honest y'all when that's it when I titled it is it real I titled it is it real because I was just in the space where I was kind of asking myself that question like y'all know that how we do it here and if you don't know because you're new uh, we keep it hot on this podcast honest open and transparent um you know within reason using wisdom but there's no reason for me to get on here and to not be totally honest about where I was when I titled it that because I was really in the place where I'm looking like is it even though and see here's the thing about life um even as a believer we can have seasons of highs right and then we can have seasons of lows and it's like when we're in those high seasons where we're seeing the manifestations of god we're seeing the hand of god we're seeing miracle signs and wonders we're seeing prayers answer we're, we're just in a place where we're in, in abundance you know we everything is going well you know everything that we desire you know it's it's, it's happening or we're living it out and, it, and it's just something about having that confidence right that confident hope in god that he is who he say he is but then there's another a flip side to that where then you can get into a low place right like david was in lodabar and it's so interesting because he had a high high man he 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 defeated goliath that was a, a feat that no one else could do david wasn't even a part of the israelite army david was just a shepherd boy and he was sent on an errand from his father jesse to go get a report on how his older brothers who were in the army was doing he wasn't in the army he had no formal training not not as a soldier anyway but he wasn't in 
and he didn't have that same um the you know that same the same tools that his uh brothers and and the other soldiers had because that wasn't what he what where he was called in that season he was called to continue to tend the father's sheep but in him tending the father's sheep he was being trained by god see there's one thing to be trained by man it's another thing to be trained by god we're gonna get to that here in a minute but he was in position, but he didn't even know that he was in position to fight a battle. And see, when he went in obedience, come on somebody to do what God, what his father told him to do. That's why sometimes it's not always about us hearing from God. Not always is God going to speak straight into our spirits or into our heart. He sometimes speaks through people. So we have to be able to discern when God is speaking. God is going to use any and all things. He's not limited to just speaking to us directly. And so he did what his father asked him to do, to go get the report. And he ended up seeing what was taking place. He saw how this giant was taunting and tormenting the armies of Israel. And I think it's interesting that, that Goliath was taunting Israel, the Israelite army for 40 days. So that means for 40 days, he was up and he was blowing smoke. He's like, y'all, y'all, he was like, y'all, y'all weak, y'all whack, y'all, y'all can't fight. Ain't nobody going to challenge me. I dare somebody to jump. I dare somebody to challenge me. Uh, you know, he just really mocking them. You know, he's mocking and, mocking and taunting them for 40 days. Now you're talking about these are trained men. This is an entire army. There's something about when you're trying to fight a spiritual war with carnal things. That's why our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. And even though Goliath was a physical being, see that 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 battle was more spiritual though, because from because of the the people that Goliath came from, they they were worshiping their God, right? They were of another another nation, and they and they had their own paganistic practices, and so it really was a battle of the gods. And so what we see is how David he he rose to the occasion even though he was only there on an assignment to get a report he ended up being in the right place at the right time and he ended up winning a battle and we know the story if you don't i think it's first samuel 16 somewhere in there don't quote me i don't have my bible in front of me because i really need a new bible y'all my bible is tore up from the floor up i have hung on to it and i have other bibles of course but it is my absolute favorite bible and i'm just like okay lord i need to get another bible the same exact um type of bible and translation so i don't have it in front of me because it's literally in pieces unfortunately and i'm so sad about it but nevertheless um you guys can always do a quick google search the story of david and goliath and it will definitely come up for you however david when he saw this david is like hold on who is this uncircumcised philistine who is this you know he's challenging the armies of the living god like wait a minute something right here and so he's like well and i find that david he it's so interesting because his question was not how long has y'all had this been going on or why are y'all not fighting him or why y'all no one's challenging him or no one's taking him out. His question was, what's the reward? What is in it for the one who will defeat this giant? And see, sometimes we don't understand that there are certain battles that God will allow us to enter into because there's a reward attached to it. So when we think about the, is it real? Every time we are in the 
in the presence in the presence of God every time that we are in the timing of God see David was in the timing of God because he went to the right place at the right time and even though he had to enter into a battle so I want to give some of you guys some some peace right now because I feel that in my spirit where Holy Spirit is saying that some of you guys feel like that y'all made a wrong choice or you guys are in the wrong place or you know God didn't tell you that because you is you entered into a battle but see God is saying that the reason why you enter into a battle because he has anointed you to conquer that Goliath and once you conquer that Goliath there's a reward amen so David he wanted he he wanted to know he was inquiring so what's the reward for the one who take this man out and and so when he found out well hey the reward is you get the king's daughter you your father your family don't have to pay taxes and you get whatever amount of money he like bet and so and y'all I'm paraphrasing but he like I'm about to go ahead and take care of this and I find it interesting. So we have to be very careful when we enter into a battle because there are some times where we might enter into a battle and we're connected to certain people. And because they have maybe entered into battles similar or certain battles and they've used certain armor, or they use certain weapons, they might, they tend to want to, um, you know, to, to, to put that on you, right? So when David went to Saul, when they finally said, hey, we found somebody who's willing to take on the challenge of Goliath because no one else was, you know, first he looking at David like, this little boy, he's too young. Like, what is he going to do? Like, y'all, is, I understand y'all feel like we in a desperate situation, but li- really a little boy. And so David like, but but listen, I've, I can deal, I can, I can deal with this giant because I've already killed a bear and I've already killed a lion. When they came to take one of my lambs, I go chase them down and I go grab the lamb out their mouth. So David had heart and David understood how to fight. He he was a man of war, but the way he was trained was just differently than the, than the army, than the soldiers. Amen. And so Saul was like, okay, I see you got heart. If you, if you want to do it, fine, you go ahead, but I'm gonna give you my armor. I want to say this right now, please make sure you are seeking the face of God at, at every turn in, your, in any area of your life, even especially when you are entering into a battle. There is nothing wrong with wisdom because there's safety in a multitude of wise counsel. There is nothing wrong with seeking advice from some trusted individuals. Maybe you have some people who, you know, been walking this walk longer than you. Maybe you have a close trusted friend or family member or mentor, a uh, spiritual mother or father that you, you know, that you go to, which you should, but make no mistake about it. Only God knows everything about you and what you need and how you need to conquer the giants that may be before you and what how you're supposed to win that battle. And so people sometimes give us good advice with good intentions, but it's not good for us. And David is a good example of that because in that moment, even though he put on, he allowed Saul to give him the armor and he put it on, he recognized one thing. He said, this don't fit me. So understand that maybe the way somebody else wins their battle, maybe that don't fit you. Maybe they can just praise their way through maybe they could just worship maybe they could just fast and pray maybe you know they can you know uh just you know uh just 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 read the word and declare the scriptures and you know there's multiple ways we are able to use our spiritual weapons but make no mistake about it don't go trying to use somebody else's weapon if the way god has been ministering to you and training you is in a certain way it don't matter what it looks like it don't matter if he if he just uh, cultivated a a praise in you a deep praise or a deep worship if he cultivated a deep level of prayer if he cultivated you know um a, just a, a grace to fast to really fast and pray you know whatever that thing is right it doesn't matter but if that's what god has been training you with that's what you use 
and and David had to get a revelation in that moment. Like, yeah, this this armor might work for you, Saul, but this is not going to work for me. And so I want to free somebody. Don't try to put on somebody else's armor and don't try to use somebody else's weapons. Be confident in how God has already raised you up and trained you up because that's how you're going to defeat that giant. And so then David took what he knew. He took what he was familiar with. He took that slingshot and those five smooth stones. And there was something about his confidence, not in this slingshot and those stones, but his confidence in his God. Because he said that I, he said, for who are you coming against the armies of the living God? And my God is going to cause me to, to triumph over you to this day. He understood it wasn't his strength or his power that it was going to be the power of God. And as we know, like I said, we should know the story of not, please, um, I would say in your own time, go and read that story and meditate on it, allow God to minister to you through it. But then he was able, even though, and, and Goliath was so full of ego and pride because he felt like he had been taunting everybody. Nobody could defeat him. He was so big and ginormous and the odds was um, stacked really uh, in his favor, but it ain't nothing like the favor of God on your life. See, David had the favor of God. And because he came not in his strength, but in the strength of the Almighty, we see that he um, defeated Goliath. And he knocked Goliath out and, and, and Goliath out cold and killing with his slingshot and his, and his smooth, five smooth stones. And so what happened? Once he actually defeated that giant, then immediately that reward was his. And see, we are in a season because a lot of us have gone through a battle. A lot of us have gone through intense warfare. A lot of us have had all type of attacks coming against us. The enemy has been taunting and tormenting us. The enemy has been mocking us. We have experienced all type of attacks on every side. And the enemy just thought that this time he was going to be able to overtake us and defeat us and wear us out and get us to retreat. But we stood and we continued to fight and we continued to trust God and we continued to press. And, and, and so God is going to bring rewards in hand. And so when we think of, is it real? Again, when we understand how the sovereignty of God, when we understand the vastness of God, when we understand how, how eternal and how, and how all come surprising that God is and that there is nothing that he cannot do if he does not do it then it's either not in his will or it's not the time or it's not for you but it's never a matter of if he can and I love how Jesus went when the man asked Jesus about healing his son and he said uh you know he he, he said can you do this and he's like can I he's like I can and I will like can I? It's never about can he. It's always will he. And so God is going to perform it. And I can attest to, I have seen miracles in my life. And so again, going back to my statement earlier, we got to be mindful not to forget the things that God has already done for us. Because even when we're in that season of waiting, even when we may find ourselves in that low place, it's so easy to all of a sudden discount all the things, all the miracles, all the answer prayers, and you know, all the ways that we've seen God be faithful in our um in our um, prayer and then we get to a place where we start questioning God we start questioning the faithfulness of God we start questioning you know um the reality of you know the the word of God and is it true because we're now we're in another we're in another season or we're up against another a battle or obstacle where we need to see God move again and because it can feel look so bleak and because it can look so impossible it's easy for those thoughts of doubt 
those do- those thoughts of you know unbelief to come in and try to um take root in our mind and we have to really cast those things down because when you say is this real the mere fact that you are saved and that i'm saved is a miracle i don't know your testimony i don't know about you but i know about me and i know where i came from and i know good and well if it was not for the blood where i was headed and i can tell you that i know that i know that the way that i am today the woman i am today is not because of janelle it is because of the almighty mouth miracle working power of the of god and the precious blood of jesus that was shed on calvary that is the reason and it's a pure miracle that this day i'm not addicted to pornography it's a pure miracle that this day i've been abstinent almost five years it is a pure miracle that this day i'm not thirsty and thirst trapping for no man and always got to be seen and feel so lonely because i ain't got nobody and think that my whole life revolves around a relationship with a man it is because of the miracle working power of god because these are things that i struggle with my whole life my whole life and the mere fact that i don't even think about going to look at something inappropriate the mere fact that if i am watching something which is rare because i don't watch a lot of tv but if i'm watching something or listening to something and it's inappropriate and i'm quick to shut it down and i'm quick to put up that boundary and i'm quick to protect my ear gates and eye gates that is nothing but the grace of god that is a miracle in and of itself see we tend not we tend to overlook all the miracles that's right in our midst the fact that that you overcame that last uh you know attack or that last trial that almost took you out the fact that the lord healed your body i know for me i when i was dead when i didn't have a pulse and i wasn't breathing and i coded and my heart rate was literally stopping it was under 50 and they couldn't innovate me on that operating table in 2019 in august that i knew i know that i know the reason why i'm still here today is because of the hand of God. It's because of the miracles of God. It is because of the grace of God. It is because he said death not so that you cannot have my daughter. And I'm here to testify about it today, not because of me, but because of the God that I serve. When my children had to get a call that their mother wasn't going to come home. When my mother had to get a call that they did, that I wasn't going to make it. When they was trying to prepare my family for the, for the reality of, 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 of losing me. But I'm still here. That's a miracle. When I was wrapped up in an abusive relationship, when I was wrapped up in a relationship that not only was abusive emotionally, but it was abusive spiritually. And I, and so many doors were open, annoying to me. And the enemy literally had access to me because of the person that I connected with, the person that I laid down with, the person I allowed in my life for me and my children. And we are started experiencing all kind of demonic attacks and all kind of demonic oppression and all kind of, you know, physical attacks. And it was just a time where we were just under so much demonic oppression because of the choices that I made. When God gave me red flags, he told me not to enter into that relationship. He told me not to date that man. He gave me sign after sign and I chose to ignore it. I chose to pursue it anyway. And yet, and still by the grace of God, he kept me through it. My life was at jeopardy. I had two near-death experiences in that last relationship. Not only did I call in 2019 and, and I was literally dying, no pulse, no breath, and I have documents, documentation from the operating room that that is, that is a true story. And so I also had a car accident in 2018 in, in January where not even 24 hours after we got a marriage license, 
I got in the worst car accident of my life and almost went out the windshield and ended up with a horrible back injury and, have, and couldn't walk. And my car was total and I was in the most pain I've ever been in in my whole life. And my whole life changed. And I had to get back surgeries and all this stuff. And I couldn't work and I couldn't do anything. And it was just terrible. That And guess what? They gave me a prognosis saying that I would never have my full activity that I used to have, that I would never be able to function at that full capacity. And guess what God said? He said, not so. And I'm able to do everything uh, almost 100%, if not 100% that I used to do in Jesus' name. And so when we talk about is it real? Yes, it's real because there's no explanation. Them doctors had no explanation when they came to me in the ICU when I finally came to when I coded that day and had a look on their face and they were so puzzled because they couldn't believe what happened and they told me out of their mouth. I've never seen nothing like that. I've never seen anaphylactic shock like you. I've been in the operating room and I've seen anaphylactic shock. You scared us. You scared. This is medical professionals coming to me, visiting me in the ICU, telling me how I scared them, telling me that that's the worst case of anaphylactic shock they have ever seen in all of their career, telling me that that that, that was like giving me their personal contact information because they were just so spooked. They didn't even know what to say. That's the power of God. They know they didn't save me. They know that, but they don't, they, they, there's, because they don't know the God that I serve, they don't know how to put words to what they experienced or what they witnessed. But see, I know it's my God. I've seen where I've prayed for something and then it happened. I've seen it. I've seen when I pray even for other people and it happened. I've seen when God used me to give a word and it came to pass. So when we ask ourselves, is this real? Let us really sit back and examine our life because I don't know about you, but I have too many things. I had a brain hemorrhage when I was 17 years old and I had to, um, I was no longer allowed to go to school once I got out the hospital. I was in the hospital a long time and they just was, you know, monitoring it, thinking about surgery, all this stuff. And they couldn't understand why I was in no pain. I had what they literally, it was a brain aneurysm. One of my uh, vessels ruptured on my ocular nerve in the pons area, which is in the back by our brainstem. And I literally couldn't see out of, well, I was seeing double. I had to wear a patch like a pirate. I was in the hospital. They were, they just were so amazed though, because through all of that, I had no pain. I'm only 17 years old. Years old and here I am today to live to talk about it you talking about over 20 years ago uh, there are people and Lord I am so sensitive and it is not for me to brag or boast because it is not me it, I can't I don't know why you chose me I don't know but there are people who have aneurysms and they don't make it or they may have some real long-lasting effects where they're not the same but I'm here in my right mind with full functioning of my mental mental, mental faculties with my physical faculties you know and all, all everything and it's not me it's the power of God it is the power of God. So, yes, I may have to wait a little longer for the, to see the manifestation of the miracle in this season. But I have so many miracles that I can look on my life and I can say, God, I know you're true. God, I know the blessings is real. I know the answer prayers is real. Lord, I know that you're a miracle worker. I know that to be true because I've seen it with my own eyes.
us sometimes we have to just go back to that place where we see him come through the last time when we seen that when we were in that place where there was no way that we don't know if god didn't come through we it was not going to be done that we didn't know how it was going to happen but it seemed like at that last hour at 11 59 god came through and then you know that you know that it was not you it was god that's when you have to go back to those moments you have to go back to those moments when god brought you out when god gave you grace when you know you was wrong god didn't expose you for all that you went through he covered you yeah everybody else got exposed but you see that's the things that we got to begin to go back and we got to praise him about those things that he already done we have to go back and put ourselves in remembrance of the miracles the last miracle that he performed no he don't always do everything we ask because everything we ask is not in his will we're human beings the bible tells us that our heart is deceitfully wicked and who knows it so just because we have a desire or just because we have a, a appetite for something doesn't mean it's the best thing for us or it's the will of god for us but anything we ask god that is in his will the bible tells us that he will do it the bible tells us that he will do it the bible tells us that he will do it and see the thing that i feel like will really trips us up a lot of the time is unbelief and doubt because the bible tells us that we have to believe that we're gonna receive and so it's so easy to to say we believe it's another thing because see your actions is going to show god if you believe see we can fool people but we cannot fool god and sometimes the reason why we don't see it because the bible said we shouldn't expect anything from god if when we pray and we're asking him for something and we don't believe it the Bible literally tells us that in James, that we shouldn't even expect God to do anything for us because we're like a double-minded man. We're unstable in all our ways. We're tossed about like the waves, you know, like like the waves of the sea. Here and there, every way the wind blows. This minute you believe, the next minute you in unbelief. This minute you believe, the next minute you in doubt. And so, no, you got to be firm in your faith that you got to stand on your, you got to stand firm and you got to be unyielding and immovable. You got to believe God even when that thing is dead because that's, that's what Jesus was trying to get mary and martha to understand about their brother lazarus even though he didn't come and see that's oh sometimes god don't come when we first call him that's why the bible tells us that certain things that we're supposed to pray without ceasing sometimes you gotta pray until you see it and i know for me sometimes i pray and i might pray again or i may pray a couple times or a week and then after that i ain't see it i get i start praying about it but see that's the thing sometimes we gotta keep praying until we see it and so when you don't see that thing yet you keep praying because the moment you stop praying that may be that's when god was about to do it and see jesus didn't come the moment that martha and mary first uh, sent the message to him you know he didn't come but it didn't mean he wasn't coming so there are things that we're believing for even myself in this season that i'm like lord where are you where are you at lord i've been believing you you keep speaking it you've confirmed it you affirmed it lord god it's in my spirit i believe you i agree with it lord um when you told me to do this or that i'm in obedience and so it's like where are you what is it what is it what what is it? And see, God is saying, do you, if you just wait when he come, see, sometimes it got to look more impossible. And see, if he would have came to Lazarus when Lazarus was only sick, he only would have been saw as a healer. Well, he had already been saw as a healer. So maybe God is trying to take our faith to another level. Maybe where he's trying to take our, our belief, our, our, 
our knowledge of him, our revelation of him to another level. Maybe he, you've seen him work mer- certain miracles in your life. Maybe you've already seen him touch your body and, and, and heal it in certain ways. Maybe you already seen him, you know, restore, you know, certain things in your life. And so maybe he's not coming yet. That don't mean he's not coming because he's saying that it got to look more possible because I need you to see me now in, in, in a different in, in, in a in a different form you know it's like when he was transfigured on in front of peter james and john they got to see him take on a different form they got to see him in his divinity every of uh, the other apostles and disciples seen him in his humanness but they got to see him in his divinity and see there's something about god where he's like you've already succeeded on this level now i want to transform myself for you in front of you now i want you not to just see me as healer i need you to see me as the resurrection and this is why Jesus said to Mary and Martha, if you just believe, did not say if you just believe that you will see the glory of God. It's not that God is delaying in coming. It's that sometimes our situation is not bleak enough. Sometimes it's not dead enough. Sometimes it's not desperate enough. Sometimes our cry ain't desperate enough. It reminds me of the uh, Gideon and, and the army and how he started out with like 22,000 men. And the, the closer they got to the battle, the more God said, nope, you got too many. You got too many. You need to shave it down. Now, they already were going up against a vast army that was probably had uh, in, in the hundreds of thousands of soldiers, okay? And they had chariots and horses and all these things. Now, you're talking about the Israelite army at this time because they had already been under oppression um, in the book of Judges for about 20 years, the Assyrians uh, uh, was already oppressing them and plundering everything that they, everything that they had. So every time they went to, went, went to get their harvest, every time it was harvest season, they would come and plunder everything like locusts and just, just clear them out to where they had nothing. And so they were going through this for about 20 years at this time in the book of um, Judges. I think it starts in Judges 6. When the people, when the people cried out and, and God then, you know, began to send the angel to speak to Gideon to say, okay, God is going to use you. And so when they going up against this army, this is a vast army they're going up against. So they're already outnumbered. It's the odds are already not in their favor, but it really was because God, if God is for you, who could be against you? But they already was not, not, you know, they already, you know, didn't have the same uh, equal amount, you know, of people to go up against this army. And so God even still looked at that and he said, but you still got too many. See, there's something about God in making sure that it is him that gets the glory. So sometimes your situation to you, my situation to me seemed like it's the worst of the worst. But God like, no, no, it's not. And see, sometimes we feel like we at the lowest of the low. And God is like, uh, no, you, no, it's not. Sometimes we look at the situation and we say, this thing is dead, it's dead. And God says, no, it's not. I think it's still moving. So I need to wait a little longer before I come. I, it's not that I'm not coming. It's that I need to make sure that not only you know that all the glory belongs to me, but that in all the witnesses know. And so when Gideon got to that place where God was like, listen, I need you to go and tell the rest of them to go and drink water, get some water from the river. And those that lap it up like a dog, you keep them and everybody else go home. And it was only 300 of them that lapped it up like a dog. And something about God saying, no, the situation, if, if I allow you to, uh, if I, if I come now, it, it, it can be an inkling of a thought that it was you. 
It could be an inkling of a thought. It was by human hands. So sometimes God is saying, I, I, I'm coming, but I, I, I'm going to wait a couple more days and see, because we're in this flesh and we don't like patience. That's why patience is a fruit of the spirit, because it is something we have to develop because it is without patience, then we'll be out of control. You know, we have to be willing to wait on God because if we try to go ahead of him, we risk disaster. That's why the Bible tells us that many are the plans in a man's heart, but the but the, the path leads to destruction because when we try to figure it out and do it ourselves and put our hands in it and do it our way, that's when we lead to just messing that whole thing up. And see, God is saying, if you just learn to wait on me, that's why you got to understand that just because it looks like God ain't coming, don't mean he's not coming because he'll come as a thief in the night. God will come in late in the midnight hour. If you know that song by um Fred Hammond, I believe, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. It's going to work in your favor. God is not subject to time. So even while we're sleeping, God can be moving. And so we got to understand that when we waiting on God, it's not because he's not doing anything. It's because he's working the things out in the background. He's taking, uh, he's making sure he's dotting the I's and crossing the T's. He's taking care of those things that we don't see. He's He's protecting us from some of these some of these attacks and assignments and arrows that we don't even know the enemy has been trying to throw at us. He is making sure that things are perfectly aligned. He's making sure things are, are made perfect for us. So when he does come and when he comes with that reward, that we'll know that we know that it is God, that we won't be able to think, doubt, or even assume. We can't even begin to fathom in our mind that it was us or anybody else but God. We have to get to that place. And sometimes we think we dare and we're not like for me i'm like lord how am i still here how are we still in this space like yes my attitude has changed my perception has changed yes i've gotten content in it because sometimes that's it right there oh that's a word sometimes god just wants us to be content in the way mighty god sometimes God just wants us to be content being uncomfortable. See, Paul said that he's been a base and he's been a bound, but he, he, he's, he learns the secret to life. He's content in all things. Because he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. So there's a time where we get so rooted in God that even in the low place, you have peace. Come on, somebody. And sometimes it's in that moment that the Lord says, now you ready. Now you ready. I find that when we're so anxious for a thing and we're so desperate and so fixated and so focused on it, and it can be the very thing that God promised us, that it's that's the time that God don't give it to us because then it's we've already created it to be an idol. So if all we're doing is praying about it, thinking about it, going to God about it, crying about it, all our conversations is about it, then God know we're not ready. That thing is going to destroy us because it's going to cause us to fall into idolatry. So God will withhold it. But it's not that he's not, don't want to give it to us, but he'll withhold it a little longer because we're not ready. And so now, there are things that the Lord been speaking to me personally in my personal time about promises and things that, you know, that I know he revealed to me and, you know, that he um, was speaking to me even years ago that now that he's speaking to me, speaking to me about it in this season, I'm kind of annoyed about it, to be honest. 
because I'm so far removed. And I thank God for that because I created an idol out of those things. I'm going to be totally honest. In the moment, I didn't know that's what I did. But looking back now and when the Lord revealed it to me, I idolized marriage. I idolized having my own home, home ownership. I idolize, you know, being, you know, having abundance of, of, of resources and provision. I idolize success, influence. And so even when I got a taste, right, even when God allowed me to get, you know, where I had money and I had wealth, it still was an idol. It was an idol because I did not, I did not submit it to God. It was an idol because I just felt so comfortable and confident in the security of having money and not in the security of, of having God. Like the money became like more of, you know, my, like I said, security, right? My, I felt comfortable and I had confidence because I had money, but not because I had God. And see, anytime that we're putting our confidence in something other than God, that's a problem. That thing is an idol because if we don't realize that anything that has been given to us can be taken away. We can ask our brother Job. He said, for the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. In the word I came naked and so will I go out. And so when we don't understand that anything material or anything given to us in this earth, can we can lose it or it can leave, right? Or it can be gone or it can be taken away. If we don't realize that and, and always understand no matter how high we go, no matter how much we acquire, no many, how, how many, you know, uh, how much success we have or how, you know, how much elevation or promotion we get that if we, if our confidence is not in God alone, if we don't have that mindset and that heart posture that my confidence is in you, God, that if all of this was taken away, I still trust you. I still love you. I still have peace. I know I'm still good. I know that I'm still worthy. I know I'm still valuable. I know I'm still fearfully and wonderfully made. Why? Because the things don't make me. I know you made me. And see, what I fell short is even though I didn't think it was an idol, it was an idol because I put more confidence in the fact that I had the security of I didn't worry about money. I didn't, I could go to the store and buy whatever I wanted. I could pay all my bills on full in time and um on time i could pay all my debts off i could go buy things like cars cash and i'm not saying it to brag and boast i'm saying it because i want to set somebody free today because don't think when you get the elevation don't think when you get the, the abundance of money don't think when you get the husband when you get the child when you the business gets successful when you get the job whatever it is you're believing for when your body get healed please don't think for one second that your confidence is in that your confidence is in their maker. It has to be in God and God alone. Because if everything in this earth fail, because as we see with COVID, everything can be shaken. We can be shaken to our very core. Our whole family structure can be shaken. We can lose loved ones. You can lose a spouse. Your health, you can lose your health. You can lose your job. You can lose your money. You can lose everything. But what you will not lose is your salvation if you stay rooted in Christ Jesus. And when we don't recognize that if we lose everything today, that we are still rich in the Lord, that we are still, we still have an inheritance, which is in heaven we're storing up our treasure is in heaven and not in the earth right and so every time you in a place where all you all you're so consumed with is this thing you want even if it's something god want for you that's not when you will get it 
and I'm speaking from experience. So it's not that it's not real. It's not that God ain't true. It's not that he's not a promise keeper. It's not that your prayers didn't get answered. It's simply because God cares more about your soul and he can, He cares more about your, your relationship with him than he cares about you having stuff. So if the stuff going to cause you to leave him, if the stuff going to be take his place, if the stuff going to take your heart from him, then he'd rather keep the stuff to keep your heart. Come on, somebody. I want this to free somebody because it's real. Miracles are real. It's not just in the Bible. It's not just in the Bible. It's how it happens. It's even happening all around us. You know, if you can, if you, if you just open your eyes, it's like, you know, when Elisha had to pray for Gehazi, he had to pray for his servant. Lord, open their eyes. Lord, open his eyes to see. Lord, I pray that you open your eye, the eyes of every person who listened to this, this episode, every person who listened to the replay, open their eyes to see. There are miracles happening all around them. And sometimes it's hard when you see everybody else getting quote unquote blessed or you see everybody else living the life that of things with things that you desire. Right. And you you think that everybody being blessed and it could be God blessing them. And it's because we don't get to tell God who to bless and how to bless. Right. We don't get to we don't get to we, we're not privy to that conversation. Right. But it ain't always God. Even when it comes to other quote unquote people who say they're Christians, it's not always God. We got to understand that the devil can give gifts too. We see him try to give Jesus the world, right? He said, I, he took him on the high place to the high, a high mountain. And he said, you see all of this has been given to me and I'll give it to you if you bow down and worship me. So that tells us right there that the enemy has the ability to give blessings or wealth or influence or whatever that he um, has authority over. And so don't be confused. And don't lose heart and don't get, don't allow your mind to start telling you that, oh, God will do it for them and he won't do it for you. The devil is a liar. He's no respecter of persons, right? He's no, he's no respecter of persons. And so it's about, are you ready? Is it the time? And, and are you in position, right? Cause it's real. I'm seeing people living out the manifestation of things God spoke through me months ago, years ago. There there are words that God released to me and that I've released, whether it's to people in my personal life, um, whether it's on my YouTube channel or even here on this platform, that are literally, I'm seeing it with my own eyes. And it's so profound and it's so amazing because I'm like, God, you said that. So there's no way I could believe that God is going to come through to confirm the words and manifest the words that he spoke through me and he's not going to manifest the words he spoke to me. Come on, somebody. It's real. And again, like I said earlier, sometimes it's a matter of keep praying. Keep praying until you see it. Keep praying until you see it. But God is in moving in our midst. There is so much spiritual activity happening, especially at night. Oh my goodness, I sense it, I feel it. I, I didn't, I didn't had encounters and experiences. This is, this is not a game. And if anybody has any, any doubt, I pray that you go to the Lord and you ask Jesus. You say, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief, heal my unbelief. If there's anything in me that does not believe, Lord God, please help me. Because again, we gotta have faith. 
We got to have faith, but this thing is real. God is real. God is real. Jesus is real. The Bible is real. And see, when we don't run, when we allow circumstances and situations to dictate our belief, that's when we really need to go reevaluate our faith. Because why do, why do we always look at God? Even me, why do we begin to doubt God just because we find ourselves in a situation? Why do we begin to doubt God just because things are not going in our favor? Why do we begin to doubt God just because we feel like we have been waiting X amount of time? Who are we not to wait on God? I don't know about you, but I know God waited a mighty long time on me. And even though God is, there is no concept of time to him because he created time and he sits outside of it. I know for a fact that if he was counting and watching the clock, he waited a mighty long time on me to really get it together. And so who am I? And and not to say that I, that I always like to wait or I wait well, because it's not always the case. I, I'm Patience ain't, the, ain't my... I'm growing in that area. Amen. (laughs) But, you know, I know that God waited on me and he waited patiently and he loved me and he and he covered me and he still was there, even in the midst of me out here deciding to do what I wanted to do. And the fact that he allowed me to come back into his arms and he he allowed me to get back into my rightful place and position in him. He allowed me to connect with him, to pray. He allowed me to enter into the secret place, you know, to go into that intimate space with him. He allowed me to cry out to him and he answered me that 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 in and of itself is is a blessing. That in and of itself is a miracle because, come on now, if we were, if we were God, if God was like humans, no, I don't know if anybody would ever be saved <laughs> because you, there, 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 it takes just, it's that unfathomable kind of heart and, and just love to, to see and, and, and have your own creation and your children constantly turn their backs on you or abandon you and seek after other gods and prostitute themselves and fall into idolatry and be disobedient, rebellious and break their word and their covenant and, and, and do all of that. And then they come back and you receive them with open arms. That's love. That is a miracle. And so I just want to, um, encourage somebody and even myself. It's real. If God said it, it is so. He is going to do it. Encourage yourself in the word. Encourage yourself. I know sometimes like what what I do when I'm really in a place where I know I need to be encouraged, I'll go to YouTube and if there's something specific that I'm waiting on or believing for, I'll go and, and look up testimonies of how God did it for other people. And I, of course, I'll use wisdom. I don't watch it. Every single one that pops up, but I do watch the ones I feel led to watch. And I will say that they are encouraging because I feel like, well, Lord, if you did it for them, surely you could do it for me. That's why the Bible tells us in Revelation 12 that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Because it's something about hearing how God moved in someone else's life that gives you that confidence and that hope that well if he did it for them he could do it for me and he's the same yesterday today and forevermore he changes not and he casts not a shifting shadow and so we have to understand the god that we serve he is faithful the bible tells us in psalms 105 that he is faithful uh to a 
um, uh, that he, he keeps his covenants forever and his promises to a thousand generations. And so if I don't know about y'all, but I don't think we're living for a thousand generations. So that means that his promise will have to come to pass. Amen. Because in order for him to keep it to a thousand generations, that means he's keeping it in our generation. And so be encouraged and, and just continue to trust and hope and believe and tr- and have faith that God is doing it and that miracles do still happen, that you can see the miraculous. The Bible tells us that miracles, signs, and wonders follow those who believe. So believe, beloved. Believe, my brothers and sisters. Believe in God. Believe in him wholeheartedly. Let there not be any doubt. Trust and believe him if you never trusted before let it be this hour that you just that you truly commit your whole life that you can commit your whole way that you place your whole being in his hands that you will trust him to be who he say he is because he who has promised is faithful to perform it trust him and take him at his word prove him in this take him and remind him the bible tells us in isaiah put him in remembrance give him no rest and so tell him give him the word back speak those scriptures back because it is the word of god that he has to move by it is not just our cries or our words it is his word and so his word is above his name so take him at his word and take his word back to him and and lord you said in a respectful way but in boldness and confidence lord you said that the righteous will never be forsaken lord you said all of my needs are 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 met according to your riches and glory lord you said that by jesus stripes i am healed you said that that uh the the wealth of the wicked is stored unto the just lord you said i'm fearfully and wonderfully made i'm the head and not the tail lord you said that you'll deliver me from the hand of my enemies and you will deliver me from all my troubles and greater be my peace and i'll have everlasting joy lord you said you have to get the scriptures the word in you so when you go and you want to go back to god to put him in remembrance that you're just taking him back his word and then he has to say well you know what i i said that so now I got to perform it. Amen. And so I just want you guys to know it is real. It is real. I hope some of my little testimonies, I have many, many others, but I know you guys have some of your own. So take time to reflect. We're we're in the 10 days of all right now. We just um, came out of Rosh Hashanah and um, the Feast of the Blowing of the Trumpets. And now we're in the 10 days of all leading up to Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur and um the feast of tabernacles and so this 10 days of all all of the um the jews and all those in israel that um are worshipers um of of um judaism even though we're, we're not we don't practice judaism but the the concept though of reflecting on your last year right reflecting on anything in your life that you know any behavior any relationship you know anything in your life that may be out of focus that may may not be in the will of god that may not be pleasing to god that you just really reflect on that thing and you begin to really um you know cry out in repentance to god this is a time of repentance this is a time to cry out to god and ask him to help you in those areas to help you remove those things to help you stop doing those things this is a time to really get yourself together as we're um going into the day of atonement right to 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 really you know to allow the lord to wash us with the blood of jesus and that and to purify us and so we can enter into the and fully into our new season and our new year and so i just pray that the lord will ignite your faith and give you more deeper revelation as you sit with him just meditate in his word meditate this in his presence sometimes just sitting in the presence of god and not saying nothing and just letting him just wash you with his presence and just speak to you and download things to you i'm telling you it is real it works 
It works. It works if you work it. Amen. The word works if you work it. And so I just thank you all. I pray this episode bless you. Um, as always, I just pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you and grant you his peace. And just know your past does not define you. It develops you.